Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Here we go, man. <laughs> the year-end wrap-up. Welcome to the Deconstructions Podcast, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. It, th- this has been a long time. We haven't, we haven't, usually it's like, uh, and we'd like to welcome our guest or whatever, but. I know, I know. We haven't done a, just a, the two of us episode in a long time. So, so much. Yeah. Has happened. Well, we meant to do this last year. I know. And you got, you got, Adam, Adam got really busy. He had a new job last year and. Uh, I got I, shat on. He did. <laughs> he by, did. By my old job. That's putting it nicely. It is. Yeah. It they, is. They were not so sweet to Corporate you. Corporate America's cutthroat, man. <sighs> For anybody brutal. out there that has experienced some real tension and anxiety in, in their job. I understand. Yeah. I really understand. For those of you uh, wondering why um, sometimes we have like a spelling error on social media or like I forget to ship something, uh, it's because um, this podcast is by far not our only job. <laughs> so, not at all. <laughs> um, in fact, we are recording this one uh, in, the, at the, at, in the nighttime. Yep. Um, and because that's the only time we can when our children are asleep. Yep. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, we, we, we meant to do this last year. We, we tried to get around to it and, um, we basically, we, um, what's my aunt used to say? Like when you run out of gas, you hope you're just, your car is going fast enough where you just coast into the gas station. <laughs> that's kind of what we did last year. Yep. We, uh, we did not anticipate this podcast, um, growing in the way that it did. And we did not anticipate anyone uh, guest wise, um, saying yes to us. And so, um, when no one said no to us for quite a considerable period of time, mm. uh, monthly releases turned into weekly releases. Um, and we barely made it through, uh, 2016 alive. And so, <laughs> so dude, yeah, let, let me, let me start off. Cause you know what we're going to do in this episode. So if you're listening going, what, you know, what the hell is this episode going to be? Should I just turn this off right now? There's no guest. One of the things that we want to do is connect with you guys as listeners. And so even though we're constantly doing the interviewing and you know, if you're paying attention, you can hear what leaks out a little bit of like maybe where John's at a little bit or maybe where I'm at just by the questions we ask or what we're interested in. But like this episode is like, I'm going to ask John some questions. John's going to ask me some questions. And we are going to talk about the last two years of journeying in this idea of deconstruction and kind of where we've, where we've been. Uh, where where we are, where we maybe see it going, and a lot of the fun things uh, that have happened in between. So, to open up, to open up, John, <laughs> Mr. CEO, <laughs> the guy that makes this whole thing happen. You guys don't even know. John is the engine 
the coal fire. He's the wheels. He's the track. <laughs> I'm a passenger on this train right now because my work is so crazy. But uh, everybody, give give John some love. Couldn't do this without you, man. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and so, when you think of this, if you imagine this this thing that we've got here, this space, this podcast, which is it's it feels like more than a podcast. It feels like almost like the podcast is like the plug for like whatever energy is like. It's the way we plug into something else that's going on. Yeah. So when you think of like what we've got here, like what is it to you? Like oh what, my it, gosh. what is this? Oh man. Yeah. What are we? What are we doing? What is this thing? Um. Well, first of all, people listening, just know that I did not see these questions in advance, so. <laughs> They're all up here in my in my in my brain. Adam writes all his questions in his brain, which makes it really hard for me to know what's coming. So <laughs> um, I want candor. Like I don't I don't I didn't want you to be able to think about this. This is this is raw and uncut. Yeah, this is my honest answer. Um gosh. And I fed you some beer before this. So. You did, you did. Um drink, drink up, buddy. Yeah. Um wow. I don't know. It's it's funny because, you know, as we were preparing for this, I was kind of trying to reflect back on the last two years and like what, what our intentions were when we first started mm. and what we thought this was going to be compared to what it became. And um, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Like we've we talked a little bit before we started recording and I think it's, it started out as a passion project between the two of us where, you know, we were going to research topics we were really interested in and, um, and, and very curious about, you know, and, and that kind of quest for knowledge or that quest for, some not certainty, but like just an idea of like what is this thing yeah. that we're all involved in this life thing, yeah, you know, um, and it's become to me more of like this giant extended community that we tapped into that we didn't know existed, mm-hmm. and personally, um you know, we've made so many new friendships um through doing this this podcast um. You know, people like Clay mm-hmm. uh, and George and, uh, um, gosh, Julie Newton. Julie Newton! And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and Joe Ernst, you know, who designed yes. our awesome logo. Ryan Battles. Who did, did our glorious website. Nick Rowe. Oh, my gosh. You, who makes us sound pretty every single week Ryan, and provided music for this episode. Yeah. Ryan Alexander. Ryan Alexander, who um, continues to just like. What about like Marcy Heater? Oh, my gosh. Like Marcy Heater. One of our like most shows, devoted shows up at our church. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Are you guys the deconstructionists? Is this your church? We're like, like oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. yes and now we're is. like family. Yeah. She's like family. Yeah. And and yeah. Rebe- uh, Becky Bateson. Becky Bateson. And like people who found us and who were also like looking for community and and like guests we've had and we've become friends with like peter rollins and mm-hmm. and uh Alex, sweet uncle shia uh, sweet sweet uncle shia who you guys got to hear last week um you know like we we treasure these relationships um so much and and they've they've um helped me grow as a person spiritually and otherwise um and and made me realize that um like there's the ground is firmer beneath my feet mm-hmm. i think knowing that there are other people out there who have gone before me, who are walking next to me, who maybe are a little bit behind me on the journey. Um, wow, dude. Yeah. So like to sum up what you've said, like to you, 
when when I ask you like what this thing is, it's all about the community that we're plug we're getting the the privilege through the interwebs yeah. of plugging into and engaging with. Yeah, I mean, we can track our 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 stats and our demographics and stuff and um so we've got listeners now in over over 200 countries and and it like you you look at you look on there and you just kind of stare at the map and you realize that we're there's just it's just this giant um matrix of people who could be halfway across the planet from one another but we're all dealing with the same things we're asking the same questions um we all kind of are searching together mm. and you realize that it's not we're not that far apart right really right um yeah what what about you like mm. <laughs> you know i'm i'm obviously i'm always a little bit more abstract than you i'm the i'm the abstract one you're the the, the philosophy guy yeah <laughs> so when i think of this thing that we're involved in uh i just explained it to somebody last night like i feel almost zero sense of ownership at all yeah. like uh i feel responsibility absolutely but i don't feel i feel zero ownership like i feel like we are stewards of some some bit of energy some some thing that i don't even quite understand and my job is to just continue to respect it and listen to it and and try to discern where it wants to go yeah not where i want it to go and it's literally almost just following like the the next day's breadcrumbs like where is this thing like what's next like what what looks like it's opening up for us to walk through how do we continue to just be responsible to and i think that's so like interestingly enough i think that's so true to what like derrida or caputo or like maybe even Rollins would say about the idea of deconstruction itself it it continues to open yes there's a continued opening exposing itself to its future like what is the future here what's the event what's coming yeah so when i think of this thing i think of the need for a space that respects the fact that we are not there where it's coming it's still coming and that means we need to listen and that means we need to engage with others and continue to ask questions and continue to facilitate um not an open-mindedness for the sake of open-mindedness not an open-mindedness because all ideas are created equal i don't believe that you know i don't believe fascist fascism is you know equal to um a well-intended generous liberalism like i don't i <laughs> come on <laughs> like you know you get you have values but what i do believe is that as we as collective humans get together around what it means to be human what it means to um encounter transcendence and the divine and faith and how all of these things kind of come together we need spaces that are open non-judgmental and can in some way offer food for the imagination inspiration possibility that respects the impossible which is always that thing that's next yeah and so this thing i don't know what it is 
Yeah. I don't know how to define it. Yeah. I really don't. I, I, I'm very hesitant when somebody's like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, I don't really know. I don't really know. All I know is we're, we're, we've tapped into something important. Mm. And what we're not doing is offering some alternative to orthodoxy or some alternative to conservative Christianity or some alternative to, you know, whatever. No, 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 no. It's just continued opening. Yeah. It's just, it just keeps opening. I don't know. It's, I know that's really ambiguous language, but like that's the best I've got. I don't know what this is. I've got something for you. I, I, I just want to, I'm curious because I, I completely understand what you're saying. I, I, I'm glad you do because yeah. I'm not sure I do. Well, and we, we kind of talked about this before when, like we've talked about, there are certain people out there who are, who are absolute, you know, like specialists in their field, they're academics and they can tell you everything inside out about that particular topic or that, that extra, sure. you know, that area of expertise. Yeah, you're an expert. And then there are people who are, who are meant to be um, what I call a tour guide. Mm. Meaning that they, 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 not that they don't have a lot of knowledge in that area, but their job isn't to, to, to give you every little detail about that fact or that, that subject, but it's rather to, to show you some things yeah, and to say, to give you a taste yeah, and, and to let you, and then, but at the end of the tour, you're still allowed to, to, to walk around and take a look yep. and, and research more for yourself. Yep. And I kind of feel like. And, and maybe this is where you're, where you're going. I kind of feel like that's kind of our job here is like we 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 bring on guests to give people a taste, but ultimately to say like we're not giving you answers. We're not saying that this is the new way. But what we are saying is here's an idea that we think is interesting. Um, and and so go check it out. Go go dig in more. Yep. Go go research more and go yep. find out more for yourself and see what you think. Yep. That's what I got. Totally agree. <laughs> totally, totally, totally agree. Okay, so uh, my next question for you mm. is two years ago when you and I used to just get together for beers and we both just totally look forward to it because it was all about like, what are you reading? No, what are you reading? Like, what's interesting? Yes. Argue about this. Talk about this. Here's a different perspective on, oh my gosh, here's something about like uh, sexuality and religion. Here's something about the idea of hell. Here's something about um, atonement or, you know, truth or whatever. Like we just, we love doing that. And then this idea for this podcast was born predominantly by you. And, you know, we needed a name and we picked this name. Yeah. The Deconstructionists. <laughs> yeah. And originally, do you remember what it was originally going to be, but it was too long? Deconstruction is anonymous. Yes, right? yeah. because we we felt like there was so many people out there that wanted <laughs> our Facebook. Still is that by yeah. the way. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's so great. I'm not on Facebook, so I always forget that. Yeah, but we 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 landed on something to do with deconstruction or deconstructionist anonymous because we knew that there were lots of people locked in some worldview that they were in they inherited or had found themselves in a rut or in a hole or whatever and they wanted to see more they wanted to ask questions they wanted to give voice to doubts they wanted to they wanted to feel safe being authentic <clears throat> and to them and to us you and me that just kind of resonated with this word deconstruction it, that's what it cuz that's what it feels like yeah it, it's less about like the philosophical kind of Derrida 
like actual deconstruction, it, you can trace it back to that a little bit. Sure. But more, it's like a like an emotional, uh, symbolic language. Like it feels like you're taking something apart because the worldviews that we're usually given feel like building blocks. They feel like structures. Yeah. And and you do start to get concerned to ask certain questions, no matter how much your youth pastor told you it's okay to ask questions. You always had that sneaking suspicion that like, yeah, but am I, you don't really mean that. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so this deconstruction is anonymous. This word is what we landed on. Yeah. So that's kind of the summary for the listener that hasn't been with us the whole time. So my question for you (laughs) is here we are two years later. When I say deconstruction to you now, after two years of doing this, Oh man. What do you start to think about now? What what does that mean to you now? Um I immediately think back to two two instances. Number one when um because you came up with the name. Like Adam Adam is the the philosophy king. And so <laughs> I dabble. I dabble in philosophy, but mostly my my thing is his, I'm a giant history nerd. Oh, you love it. Love history. How did it happen? When did it happen? Where did it happen? Yeah. Who, who said what, when? Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's I'm great. like fascinated by that stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, the stuff that puts most people to sleep. I can, I'm, I'm totally, that's my jam. But like, so I had to, I had to dig into it. I had to dig in. Like I knew the, the, the basics, the greatest hits of philosophy, you know, Plato and Aristotle and Aquinas and, you know, like the, the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to dig in and I had to find out like, what is this term? You know, I, I, I'm like, it's provocative. I like it. Like, it's it's a cool sounding name, but what does it really mean? Yeah. And it's it's a loaded, it's a loaded term. Oh, man. And there's a lot of misconceptions about it. And like, I'll be honest, I didn't have a full grasp of it until, um, until we had Caputo on. Mm. So uh, those of you that don't know, um, Caputo is just like, a beast and we had him on last year and you must stop what Ooh. you're doing go back and listen to our episode called weak theology yeah with jack caputo holy cow man so like yeah so there there were two instances number one when you first introduced the term to me um when we were trying to figure out what a good name and then number two when caputo actually absolutely took us to school and because we were kind of we've kind of had a love hate with it mm-hmm. because a lot of people initially and I probably thought this too, um, thought that it just means almost destruction. Right. Demolition. Not like, you know, there's nothing constructive about it. It's right. more destruction versus right. deconstruction. Right. And so um, I probably had a misconception initially about it, but I, I I always felt like there was something more to it. And then when Caputo came on and really like, like just dropped the hammer, dropped the mic, um, you know, and, and like what it really means um, I see it, and and obviously since then we've added the brackets to the D and the E, mm-hmm. so there's a little construction happening. Thank you, Rob Bell. Yes, um, I I view it as a necessary, like a necessary action that mm-hmm. one must take when it comes to not only like their theology or their spiritual lives, but like the way that they view politics and the way that they view um, you know, a lot of different systems within life. Um, you know, uh. It's it's one of those things where if you are not uh, looking with a critical eye mm. um, from the inside out, um, I think when we first did our our episode on like what is deconstruction, the thing we were trying to point out is that any system, especially a system that you are 
living your life by or you know building a house on rather yeah, like yeah. you want to make sure that that um structure is solid you know it, it, or if you were a better analogy would be uh building a ship you know a, a boat um you want to make damn sure that like you've covered every square inch of that thing to make sure there's no holes or leaks and and so i've always viewed it like that it's like i'm not getting rid of this ship i'm not getting rid of the boat this is a sturdy ship but i'm looking for planks that might be you know um uh might have a hole in it or or might be rotten yeah um and i might have to replace a couple planks here i might have to to sand it and and repaint it at some point or replace a screw or a nail or something like that and so for Mm. me it was never about like well we need a new boat you know it was always about like how can we how can we fix up and repair the spots where the leaks are. Or how about just how can we pay attention to this place that we need to shelter us, this place that we need to thrive and have community. Yeah. I don't know anybody that owns a home that doesn't know that you are never freaking done. No. Never. Never, never done. If you give a crap about your home, like if you <laughs> actually care about it, and right. you care about your family that lives within it. You are constantly doing things to the exterior, to the interior, to the foundation, to the electric, to the plumbing, to the painting, to the, you name it. Yeah. And if somebody ever said, um, you know, like, I don't know how long you've been in, in this home that we're in right now. Like, how long have you been here? Three years. Yeah. And you've changed a lot. Oh my gosh. As you know. Yeah. The, the bathroom is brand new. Yeah. Now. The bathroom's brand <laughs> Like all kinds of things are brand new, but For like. Sure. Like, this is kind of like a philosophical, like, parable that they use in, in teaching, you know, philosophy. But, like, if somebody asked you if you've changed homes in the last three years, you'd say no. Right. Even though it's not the same home anymore. Right. You've changed a lot of stuff about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how, how much, how many planks in the ship, how many pieces of the home can you change? How many cells in your body can change? Yeah while you still remain the same. And, and this drives us to the point of like what we're talking about here when we're talking about deconstruction. It's respecting how reality actually functions. Yeah. And what we need to do, now I'm going to use like preachy language, <laughs> but we need to keep our idolatry in check. Yeah. And, and what idolatry is to me is you come up with something that you think is perfect in the moment. And if feels so good it feels so right and we do this in relationships so the per- how, ma- how many times has somebody said you're not the person i married oh my god well no shit <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not i'm, I'm, I'm not the same guy i was yesterday <laughs> i'm 38 years old now <laughs> <laughs> i know i still have the body of a you know 37 year old whatever however yeah but but there's idolatry there you're not yeah. the person i married you know, this house, you know, if, if, oh, this house is perfect. So what? You're never going to do anything to it? You're never going to change it? Yeah, you're, your answer should be, I hope I'm not the person I was when we first got married. Exactly. If I haven't evolved as a person, oh my And gosh. so this is true of all of reality. Yeah. Because anytime we find something and we love it, we want to worship it. We want to grab it. We want to think it's the answer. We want to think it's the cure. Um. It's it's what Rollins was actually talking about a little bit when we were talking about the, like the last guru. It's this this problem of uh, interference uh, or uh, transference. Sorry. Yeah. Um, the subject is supposed to know, meaning like this. You're supposed to have the secret, the answer, 
that completes the void within me. You're supposed to have the thing, whether it's a relationship or a house or a job or a doctrine. Yeah. Or an enlightenment. I can't tell you how many people, how many people have you talked to since we started this conversation, even right before we started the podcast, and we're having lots of conversations before we started recording, and you'd talk to somebody who was feeling good about asking new questions, and they start spouting off, like we do, you and me both, yeah. start spouting off some author, and you can tell they are worshiping this new author. Yeah. This new person has the new answer, and they are ready to <laughs> they are ready to pledge allegiance. They are ready to say, "Oh, it's so and so that has just set me straight, and everything." You know, I just hang on. No, you're doing it again, falling right back into certainty. You're doing it again. Yep. We all do it again, and and that's what I think is like idolatry. So, like in the Old Testament, God, you know, God in quotes, right? Air quotes, God never allowed himself to be known in any way that would allow any of his quote-unquote worshipers to have any kind of control. Right. So no name? Nope. No images? Nope. No, no structure around it. It was the community. Right. You're, you're the people of God. Yeah. Yeah. The society of God. But God? Mysterious. Yep unsayable unknowable even as we know god yeah. god is unknowable so it's just that's that's what i think is so beautiful about deconstruction it is more faithful to the nature of what i think reality actually is yes than any time we settle on a certain systematic theology or a certain person or a certain place or a certain thing and we say this is it you can't question it alter it or change it yeah it's like well then it just died you just you just froze it and and at the end of the day it's always a human interpretation or, or, or a human yeah. idea of what it might be talk about that a little bit that, uh, that's been that's been big for us now we're just riffing but this is fun yeah no um i i think i think that's my biggest problem it, it's like like you said when when you fall prey to kind of idolizing an idea or an individual or whatever like at the end of the day you still have to come back to the fact well this is still an interpretation of what it might be um you know right. it's like at the end of the day we only we can only speak of god or the divine um in, in terms of metaphors well god is like you know yeah and that sort of thing because as you said it's until we die we're never really gonna fully know or understand the divine in any way so the best we can do is filter that through our senses and and kind of almost what's the term um experience the byproduct of God's essence I guess. I like that. So like so like I've been writing a lot recently about like if if we're made in the image of God and God is absolute love then the best that we can do to, un to understand even a, like a micro fraction of what God is, is by experiencing love here and now. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I think ultimately, like when it comes to all the details, when it comes to our doctrines and, and our, our belief structures, you know, it, 
we're just grasping at straws. You know, we're we're doing the best we can with what we have. We're trying. We're yeah. talking about it. Yeah. We're trying. By the way, your blog was really good. Thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So move we could talk about this all night. I <laughs> yeah. mean, that could have been a whole episode yeah. right there. But this is this is good to kind of revisit these concepts. You know, we've we've been doing this for a couple years now. And so where are you right now? <laughs> oh man. Um, where where are you? How would you even talk about that? Gosh. I don't know. I think I was thinking a lot about this as we were getting ready to record. So over the last like week or so. Um and so I was trying to think back to where where was I when we first started? And like I knew like I I had just hit the tip of the iceberg in terms of like I didn't even know what questions I had. You know what I mean? Like what a cool place to be. Yeah. Oh, I kind of miss it. <laughs> Like, I didn't know all the crazy terminology, like hermeneutics and exegesis and all this stuff. And, like, I just knew I had a few questions. And that snowballed into, like, full-on, you know, just, I don't know, like, getting into all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, beyond just biblical history, which is, I'm fascinated with it. Like, you know, I want to know, you know, who wrote the Old Testament, the New Testament? What was happening in the intertestamental period? Like... You know, who who were the authors potentially or the communities that that, you know, like authored parts of the Bible? Like what was important to them? What was happening to them? You know, like all this stuff. And since other religions were first, how much was this actually influenced by other religions that came before it? How much did Buddhism oh. and Hinduism actually, since they're both Eastern, have an impact on, you know, because we know that like Assyrian religion, Babylonian religion. Yeah, all that stuff. Oh, my gosh. Which which is totally what I'm into now. Like it's amazingly interesting, yeah. Because it's it really happened. So why not ask about it, right? And like I don't understand the idea of like let's not ask questions and follow the natural. Like let's not follow the path and just see where it goes. Like I don't understand that. Mm. And so like my my you know gut reaction and and maybe this is my history background is to to research and to follow the path as far as it'll go until I hit a dead end. Like that's that's my the other night side rabbit trail. Like I was, I was, I realized that in history class when you're growing up, like you don't learn anything about your closest neighbor. I don't know anything about Canada. Nothing. I'm sorry, Nothing. Canadian listeners. No, they don't teach us anything down here. And so I, the only thing I knew is that a lot of the most populated cities in Canada, logically speaking, are, are close to the southern border. But I'm more fascinated with how far up do they go? <laughs> so I'm I'm on a map the other night, laying in bed with my wife, and I'm looking at like all these different sit these towns up, like near the you know Arctic Shelf or whatever they call it up, you know as far north as you can go. Cold, really cold. And I'm researching like populations, what their industry is, like you know what the, that this is where I go. So anyway, That's why I love you, man. <laughs> Rabbit trail, but that gives you an idea of like where my brain goes. So. So like, oh gosh, like totally off the original question. But so originally when I first started this, I was just digging into like, I wanted to know the basic stuff, right? Like, like I never really asked the question about like, does hell make sense based off of what we know in scripture? I never really asked that question. So like, I feel like I started out with the basic stuff, like the questions that most people have. Yeah. Like if I have a really, really awesome Buddhist neighbor who is the most loving human being I've ever met, who does uh, incredible things for the, the, uh, the homeless people in, in my neighborhood and has just always been like the, the good Samaritan type person. Mm. Is that person going to burn in hell for eternity? Absolutely. 
you know, forever. Basic stuff. Yeah. Right. Buddhist barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like I would ask the basic questions, and that's where I started, I think. But as time has gone over the last couple of years, like those things, sure, I've researched the heck out of them. We've had guests on and we've had discussions about those topics, but like that stuff no longer interests me as much as um, other things now. And so I think I've evolved into now I'm now I'm curious. Now I'm interested in what I, I think is like the bigger picture. Like where does mythology play in here? Like like. If all of the things in the Bible are are just these elaborate vehicles, um, and and the original audiences knew that these weren't historically factually true, what was the truth? What was the deeper meaning behind those vehicles that they were trying to convey? What's the truer people? truth? Yes. What's the truth within the truth? Like what what do we what does God want His people to know mm. through through this ancient text? What is ultimate reality? Yeah. Mm. Like what, what is, those are good questions. Like if we get 75 years on this earth, like what is, you know, like the whole meaning of life question, but like, what, what is the mission? What, you know, what, what is our purpose? What, what are we supposed to do in the time that we have here? And like, I'm in a place now where I feel like the answer is more simple than I originally thought that it was. In what way? Um, I think that human beings tend to complicate things. <laughs> you know, so too. it's what the ego does. Yeah, ego, our our um, intense desire to label and categorize things, to control things. Yeah, um, mastery, as Pauline Boss would say it. Yeah, yeah. Like we have this absolute desire and need. It's like this driving need to to master things, to control them, um, to have ownership over them. Yeah. Um, and you can take that in a number of different ways, but, um, I think, I don't know. I just get this nagging feeling, feeling like if Jesus was standing here with us, he'd be like, guys, you're overcomplicating this thing. Yeah. Like just love each other and treat each other nicely. And like, and like the rest of it is just comes with that, you know? And, and like, you keep looking at the Bible and the Bible keeps pointing to this, like this attempt at a change of heart. Yeah. And like all the rest of that stuff tends to follow. Like once the change of heart happens, then the rest of it seems to get easier. But we, we tend to put the cart before the horse. Yeah. And we focus on the results of what happens after the change of heart occurs. Yeah. I guess that's what I, what I'm thinking. What, what about you? Like where, where were you when we first started? And in what ways have um, the ideas that you had when we first started this evolved up through now? I'll answer that in one second. Mm. One follow-up question for you. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I'll answer. Yes. So, like, as much as I hate labels. Yeah. Like, if you tried to use clumsy labels to describe kind of who you are and where you are spiritually, like... <laughs> What are some things that you would kind of say right now? <laughs> it's just fun. I'm just baiting you. You're right asking now. me this because on our group text with Clay, um, I, I told him I was going to hell the other day because I uh, I, I self uh, self describe as a um, what I, what did I tell him? I was a uh, a um, Christ leaning Christ leaning Hindu 
Hindu Jewish mystic. <laughs> I thought you said uh, Christ-leaning Buddhist Jewish mystic. Maybe. Maybe you said Hindu. I'm really into Hinduism, though. Yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, like, what does that mean? Like, if you're going to just... In in a, in just a second, like just what do you, what do you mean when you kind of use a label that's a like a like a mishmash like that? What are you trying to say? Um, I, I think are you still a Christian? Like, what does that mean? Uh, yeah, I mean it, it's kind of hard. I, this. I, <laughs> I know, it. I know. Ah, uh, gosh, it, it. I'm 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 having a hard time right now. Currently in my good, life, good, good. Because um, we're not done here, John. Nailing myself down like that. Um, and and of course that's partly in jest, but um, but the more I study. Like other world religions, um, the more I see beauty in 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 those religions, and the more I I feel like I can't help but feel, and and we'll get to this actually as a topic in the in the new year in 2018. We have a guest on to speak specifically to this this topic, but um, I can't help but feel like there are puzzle pieces um, within all of these major religions that um, that that require us to have dialogue with one another. Um, to, in order to see the full beauty of the painting, um, and I see—I can't remember who it was. Might have been Roar, probably. Um, who talked about it's—it's it's almost more gratifying uh, reading the sacred text of another religion. Um, that's not yours. That, that's not your own because you're you're reading it through almost like i forget how he puts it but like through clearer lenses than maybe you would if it was your own religion because mm -hmm. you're not clouded by um the the preconceived notions and the um kind of the uh the blinders put in place you know th through that religion so you yeah. almost see it like you almost see more of the beauty of it uh, from the outside looking in uh versus from being in the inside um i know what you mean yeah so i don't know it, cool. it uh, we've had a lot of really cool guests on. We've been lucky in that way from from some other religions, and you can't help but say something's going on here. And, like I don't know. I'm I, for me personally, I'm just not re ready to say that um, there's only one way. Mm. Personally, or even like, or even like, you know, do we even know what we mean when we say that? Well, and and for me, it's it's it comes back to it always comes back to how big is your God, right? Like, yeah. How diverse is your God? Does your God is your does your God delight in a uh, in a a large palette, um, uh, um, you know, a, a giant array of colors, a, a spectrum, or is your God pretty much just like oh, I like the color blue, and that's like, where I'm sticking with. I like white. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of white. A lot of people think that. A lot of white. <laughs> so sad. So much white. Yeah, <laughs> Norwegian Jesus. <laughs> You know? All right, all right, all right. Yeah. I've, I've grilled you long enough. <laughs> all right, your turn. All right. So where did you begin? What? what I want to know. Like, when we were having those conversations in your kitchen, drinking oh, beers, man. at that moment, I know you were fired up about some stuff. Like, you had been reading. What were you reading, first off, like, at the time? Do you remember? Oh, dude. I I, I kind of remember. I, rem I remember the first time I read Pete Rollins. Insurrection. Insurrection. <laughs> And it was unlike anything I'd ever read. Yeah. Truly, truly unlike anything I've ever read. To the point that it was so, it was so stimulating mm -hmm. because it was so fresh and it was so interesting and it was digging into areas 
<laughs> that I had never, it, it was asking to open doors I'd never thought to open. It was taking it in directions that I'd never even thought to go. So when you talk about like tour guide, you know, there's like the main path and like the main tours that like go along the same path and here's this and you know, this was done here and this yeah. what happened then. And then there's that guy that like wanders off into the bushes and he's just like, oh yeah, eat this berry. And you know, like you got to You got to see like the fish we can catch in the stream over here, but be careful. It's dangerous. And like, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff and you, the kind of nutty like tour guide. <laughs> that would be Pete. That would totally be <laughs> Dr. Pete Rollins. Um, I, dude, I was still like, I was reading, um, John Mark Comer. I was, no, I, I, I remember one of the biggest, and it's so funny because I have this in common with almost br like Brian Zond. I was really, really into Abraham Joshua Heschel. Oh, yeah, yeah, At yeah. the time. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. I was like, I had read The Sabbath a couple times. I was reading his book, The Prophets. Yep. God in Search of Man. And I was just like, holy Jewish mystic. Yeah. This guy is bringing me the truth. Yep. And he is a Jew. What do I do about that? That kind of wrecks it, doesn't it? Yeah. And so, but dude, it was so beautiful because reading Heschel and just starting to branch out a little bit and knowing, I remember, it, this is so funny. I don't even know if I've told you this before, but I was having coffee with a buddy of mine who was also an evangelical pastor, as was I, and, and we were having coffee and um, to my chagrin, you know, both of us were like, you know, we used to love the guys from the gospel coalition back in the day and you know, all that sure. kind of stuff in my twenties. And, and, uh, we wanted to be, we wanted to be men, uh, that respected our, our tradition. Mm. And we wanted to do, we wanted to do a good job. Like we wanted to, we wanted to take it seriously. Yeah. And I remember sitting with him and being like, I don't, I don't like, I don't like this anymore. I don't I know who I'm supposed to read and I know who I'm supposed to listen to. And I and I know they all got each other's backs. There's something wrong with this. And I just felt wrong about it out of nowhere. I wasn't listening to any other podcasts. I was listening to like Tim Keller's podcast every day. Yeah. I was listening to I was listening to yeah, just stuff like that. Like I think I was listening to John Mark Comer a lot, Tim Keller, things like that. And something in me was like, you're moving on from here. It was in me. Like, it was, I didn't have a choice. Yeah. It, I could either be dishonest to what I knew I was starting to, it was bubbling up and I was needing to ask new questions. And I needed to either give voice to that or feel like a total hypocrite and know it. Yeah. And to have to live like that. And have to sit down with other people that had questions and tell them that their questions were the wrong questions and tell them that they just needed to like believe it this way and say it this way. And oh my gosh, I could, I'm very persuasive. Yeah. And so I can, I can, <laughs> I can talk people into things. Sure. And I did not want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to learn the company line and tell you why it's a good idea for you to believe it. You're, I, I felt like a hypocrite. So at the time, you were still in your position as um, an yep. assistant pastor. Yep. I was teaching pastor at... Uh, That's how I met you. Yep. Um, I was told, like, yeah, you've got a lot of questions. There's a guy who's also a nerd who happens to be one of the pastors who also likes to drink beer. Yep. 
you should go hang out with him. Yep. And I thought, sounds like my type of dude. We had our first mandate. We did. Yes, we did. And it was awesome. Yes, it was. Um, so like I've been fortunate enough to see you through a lot of this journey. I mean, we've we've done this together. Yeah. You know, oh, dude. This is a de- this is a journal of our yes of our journey. So, but like in uniquely different ways because I uh, you know I uh, I work for a uh, a uh, large bank and uh, and you're a pastor, which comes with way different types of repercussions when you're starting to ask questions because you're supposed to be the answer guy. Boy, you ain't kidding. So so how did that impact your ability to to be a pastor in that role and and like when you're going through like a deconstruction or I, like I'd almost prefer to call it a journey like you start down the path, right? Mm-hmm. And you and and different people start on different points in the path and and, and that sort of thing. So like you start your journey, you're still employed even though you're 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 not getting paid <laughs> right but like you know, i have a position right so yeah. you, you have a position I'm of authority in, i'm in a system there's a construct there's an expectation right i'm i'm in that position so how does that impact that how does that how how did it affect your ability to to do that boy that is that's a that's a really that's a delicate question and i i told you today was no holds barred so right. i'm gonna do my best to to answer that without unnecessarily offending anyone and also just keeping it freaking real so here's here's the bet i've thought about this a lot here's here's the deal so you and i and anybody listening to this there is a temptation to start to feel like the enlightened ones right yeah because we're the ones that like feel so free we figured it out we're so confident, you yeah. Know, like we have, we shun certainty, sure, because we're past it, right? Right? Yeah. Like, oh, you're still in that certainty phase. Oh, I'm past that. That's cute. That's cute. That's sweet. <laughs> right. Right. Good for you. I have the T-shirt. I bought it in 1999. It's been sitting in my drawer. Right. I'm way past that. Right. Right. There is a total. Um, there's an asshole complex. Oh, that for can sure. Totally set in. With people that think, oh, you know, you got it. So here, my point in saying that is, churches and any pastors that are listening to this, um, anybody that is responsible for a faith community, it is tricky, it is complicated, it is delicate to just open the whole thing up. Mm -hmm. And... Here's the cool thing that happened over the few years that this started happening with me while I was still a pastor because I recently stopped functioning as one. I don't know if I'm still one or not. I don't know how that works. You're still ordained. You're still a pastor. I am, but uh, I'm not. You're, you're a free agent. I'm, I'm yeah, whatever. <laughs> weird. That's super weird. <laughs> but um, here's what happens. There are people in life, and it's a good thing, that need to just be in a place where there isn't too much complexity. It's complexity and ambiguity and the and the ability to embrace it and charge into it is a season you need to arrive at naturally. Yes. It's not for everyone. It's not privileged. It's not superior. And anybody that just needs to be a part of a community which requires them to adopt a certain kind of language, it requires them to somewhat go along with certain belief assumptions 
to participate in certain communities, and I don't, I'm not even just talking about church, that pretty much applies to any committed community of any kind of like belief or whatever. It's just necessary for the most part. That's a good thing. To answer your question about me, mm-hmm. I knew I was starting to be called away from that. And I was given a lot of latitude. And I was given a lot of grace because people trusted me that I loved people and that I was operating from a place of genuineness and grace and and honest curiosity and faith in what I call the spirit, which leads. And sometimes it's into the wilderness. Yeah. And that is a part of our tradition. And you don't know when that call is just going to come, man. Like it's just one day you're just sitting in a boardroom meeting, learning about implicit bias. And the next day you're just like, Oh my gosh, like you're <laughs> totally deconstructing and kind of loving every minute of it. Yeah. You never saw it coming. So for me, it was really, really here. Here's the thing I liked about it. I couldn't phone it in anymore. Hmm. The packaged answers, the memorized answers, the things I knew I was supposed to say, none of that worked for me anymore. And I couldn't put it on autopilot. Mm. I had to be present. Which, interestingly enough, I felt like the spirit or the divine or, you know, my, my inner, the inner voice or whatever you want to call it, calling me to start to practice intentional living live with intention yeah you know be deliberate with your life be aware be present be here like be involved in your life the thing i love about deconstruction is you can't phone it in yeah you can't you can't memorize the catechism you can't memorize the systematic theology. You can't. It's wild. It is unpredictable. And here's the beautiful thing. I think, and I don't know if we could we ever even want to make these available for people. We could talk about that. And if anybody ever wants them, they can, they can look. But like, if you listen to the sermons that I preached, pre and post, quote unquote, deconstruction, I've always been a good communicator. I became a much more excellent quote unquote preacher because I was right there in it with you and you and you and anybody else. Like I, I felt afraid in a good way. Like I felt respect for the mystery of being human of, of how much I don't understand God Mm. or the Bible or this whole intricate labyrinth of spirituality in the world. But how much I love it. I still think your last sermon, uh, the last sermon you did, not knowing it was going to be your last sermon, but I still hold that it's, it's one of the best sermons I've ever heard. Thanks, and obviously man. I'm biased because I love, I love hearing you, um, you know, um, riff on stuff and, 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 you know, talk about stuff that you're interested in or whatever. So obviously like, I enjoy it, but I still think growing up, son of a pastor, hearing tons of different sermons, 
um, I, I, I thought I could tell. I could tell that all the things that you were you were reading and the conversations that you were having and just the authenticity of it, like I could tell in the energy behind it mm. that you were you were passionate, you were firing on a level that you hadn't mm. before, and it was coming out in in a way that benefited every single person that that got a chance to hear it. So thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. Very interesting. Love man. love the struggle. Yeah, love the struggle. Love the struggle. And boy, has that come up again and again um, throughout the podcast. It's a big, it's a big thing, man. You know, life is hard. Mm. Life is a struggle, and the first thing we all try to do is to find a solution to alleviate the sensation of struggle. Screw that. Yeah. No, the struggle is life. So, almost like we planned this, but um, <laughs> great transition into my next question. Come on. So before we get into talking about what 2018 is going to look like yeah, and that sort of thing, because we have some really cool stuff planned. Yeah. But as far as 2017 goes, yeah. Um, before we get into the lightning round fun questions. Good year. Seven, 2017. Was, you, you, you crushed it, CEO. Oh, thanks, man. Dude, you, you did it. You did hard work. <laughs> but no, we, we both came up with some awesome uh, awesome guests, I think, and and um, we're, we're, we're both trying to think up some even better ones. I mean, after the first year, I remember we sat down and we're like, how are we going to top that? <laughs> like, we kind of got everybody on our Christmas wish list it, the first season. Really quickly. So um, so before we get into that, because I, I have, um, I, 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 can't, I typed up the list of all the musical guests that we had, all the guests we had, um, just so we could sit down and actually take a minute to look at it, because we hadn't done that. But before we do that, um, I feel like now would be a good time to base off of where we're at in our personal journeys. What advice do you have for mm. people listening? Cause we get predominantly the most, most frequent emails that we get are emails saying like, look, I am, I am going through a deconstruction of sorts. Yep. Um, at, at various stages, we have people who are like, I think I just started and people who are like, yeah, I think I've been doing this for years, but they always have the same kind of feedback, which is, um, Typically, I'm kind of terrified. Sure. Um, I feel like I'm alone. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not sure where to go next with this. Mm. So two years now mm -hmm. into this, what advice would you have for somebody? You know what, man? It, it really does. And I'm glad, I'm glad you kind of, I, I don't know if you did that on purpose or not, but <laughs> I think the, the biggest realization that I have had in, in all of these things is it is hard. It is hard. You are now confused. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> you now know that you don't know. And you don't you can't you can't feel the back of the closet in you know in the darkness. You know, you just oh God, what did I get myself into? Where is this going? My, my words of, of quote unquote wisdom for you is it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And, and you need to know that it's, you're here, you're breathing. You are a miracle. If you're listening to this, the fact that you are listening through the internet to a couple of guys from the Midwest talk about these things and you can process it, you have consciousness, you have breath, you have life, 
You are here. You are a miracle. This life that you've been given is tension. It is conflict. It is struggle. And that is not a judgment on you. It doesn't mean you're doing something wrong, as all the self-help books would try to kind of weirdly convince you of. It is beautiful that you get to struggle. And you're not alone. Even if you feel alone, you might need to feel alone for a little while. But the quickest way out of that is to start being really honest about where you're at with as many people as possible. Get on the internet. It's a beautiful gift that God's given us. Connect with people in your area. Connect with people online. You are not alone. And this struggle that you now find yourself in, learn to love it. It is not a judgment on you. It is, you should not feel guilty. You should not feel ashamed. You need to be honest about it. And you can't get through it quicker than you're supposed to. So enjoy and embrace every painful, joyful, agonizing, beautiful step. Dude, I love it. I love it. I was I was actually reflecting back on when I first had that conversation with my wife in the kitchen. For those of you that have been with us for a while, <clears throat> I think we talked early on about like, oh, okay, yeah. so how did that go? You know, yeah, yeah. When you told her that, like, I don't know what I believe anymore. Yeah, and she was just like, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. We're unequally yoked now. Hang on. <laughs> she Pull. prayed for me for two months. Remember pulling out some Corinthians on you? Oof, it was rough. Which is funny because. um as we kind of talked about before, like people enter, you know, they enter into their deconstruction, they enter into their journeys at, at different moments in life and sometimes never at all. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. Like, like uh, I think Roar once said, you can't force somebody to take a journey that they're not ready for, Mm. you know? And I sincerely believe that that to be the case. And, and so, you know, for my wife personally, like she wasn't, that wasn't where she was at, at that point. Right. And and I knew that. And so I made a conscious effort to say, look, this is where I'm at. And I but I but I also felt like I needed to be honest with her at the same right, time and right, say right. And so we've kept an open dialogue the entire time. And so I, I know a lot of you out there who are listening, you know, who have written us are in a very different place than than your loved ones, than your your spouse, or your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your your family members, your friends, your community, you know, the church community that maybe that you grew up with. Um, and like, you have to know that, that, that that's okay. And you can't expect them to be where you are. Right. Um, and, and yeah, it's going to suck. Like there's going to be potentially some alienation and hopefully you're surrounded by loving people who, even though they don't get it, that they still support you and love you, uh, regardless. Yeah. Cause I'll be honest, my wife, like, even though she was terrified and, and prayed for me for two months, (laughs) Um, it's funny because she saw me come alive in a way that she'd never seen before. And she came along kind of with me. She was kind of on the side of the path. She was like, I'm not jumping in on this road yet, but like, I'm just going to keep an eye on you, make sure it's okay. And so we would continue to have conversations like, Hey, this is, this is what I, I read today. This is what I learned today. This is what I talked about today. And, 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 and keeping her informed like made her feel a little bit more at ease, right? And like, and now she's in a very different place. Like she's <laughs> she's jumped on the path full force, 
but she's at a way different point than I am. So funny how that happens. Yeah, and so it I can identify with that. I'm like, yeah, I've been there. And so I know that like I can't force her to to progress more quickly than than she has the ability uh to do, you know? And so I I just have to You wouldn't want to. No. I want her to enjoy it as well cuz it 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 is enjoyable after you get over the the crapping your pants part and and freaking out. Um, there is, there is beauty and freedom and joy in, um, in the ambiguity and the freedom that, that, um, that brings with it. And, uh, and so I would just encourage people to like hang, hang in there. Yeah. Um, and there are more of you out there than you know, and you will be okay. I promise you that you will be okay. You will. Uh, but also, my last point before we move on to the lightning round is <laughs> resist the urge to build your house in the it, on the portion of the path that you're currently standing on. Don't do that. Try try not to do that. You Don't might that. Need, you might need a pit stop. You might need an oasis. Yeah, you can stop for a water break. That's totally cool. But don't build your house there. But there's so much more road ahead. It's 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 very easy and tempting. In the very, very first part, like when you first start taking that road trip at that first pit stop to be like, I have arrived. I'm here. Yep. Trust me, you're not. And, and, and if you think that you are and if you stop and you build your house there, you're going to miss so much more. And this thing, this thing is a continuous journey. Like this thing is going to uh, could potentially last a lifetime and it probably should. We're talking about ultimate reality here. We're talking about questions that require an endless journey because the answer is endless. Yeah. And, you know, just like a tapestry, like when they talk about tapestries and they're like beautiful and it's like, oh, you don't know how many mistakes are in there that just get woven in (laughs) and they become part of the tapestry in a beautiful way or like chaos theory or, you know, all these kinds of things. Like the journey is endless. Yeah. And it is infinite, and that should completely melt your brain. Mm-hmm. And and that is actually what I start to think. Maybe the Bible means when it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You should know that you can't wrap your brain around this. Right? There's a respect and an awe that comes from just the fact that you're here. Yeah, that you're alive. Just watch the first episode of Cosmos. <laughs> the Carl Sagan one or the the new one with Neil deGrasse Tyson? Either one, but I feel like the Neil deGrasse Tyson one, um, the first episode alone. So good. Watch the whole series, but the first episode alone will be enough to make you feel like a grain of sand on in, the world's biggest beach. In a good way. It's beautiful. In a good way. And, oh. and, and so one of the things that I would say, um, no matter where you're at, Here's the bottom line for me. You exist. That is evidence enough of what I believe is called grace. You didn't used to exist. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't used to be a thing. And now you are, and you're here thinking about it. That is grace. (laughs) Yeah. And grace 
in my opinion, because you don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve to be here. You can't deserve to come into existence from where? From nowhere, from the oblivion, from the mystery, whatever. And so if that's grace, and grace is that you're accepted, just the fact that you're here is the greatest evidence that you are accepted. Yes. In my opinion, if I can break it down simply, you're here equals you are accepted. So to borrow Tillich, <laughs> accept, accept that you're accepted where you're at. You're not journeying towards acceptance. You were born into it. Boom. And now <laughs> the lightning round. The lightning round. <laughs> All right. I so, love this so much. Merry Christmas, John. I, see, this is the fun part. We got to keep it. We got to switch it up a little bit. All right. So, all right. All right. Let's go. All right. So you gave me a book that you were reading when you first started. Yes. Uh, give me a few books you're reading now. Oh, man. I'm reading uh, Religion for Atheists by Elaine de Baton. Nice. I'm reading Courage to Be by Paul Tillich. Nice. I am reading the very last chapter of The Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Then I'm going to start Crime and Punishment. Whoa. Yeah. I just, dude, I'm just super into the guy right now. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Now, now I got to think about. Um, so mainly, uh, most of my time is being spent on Brothers Karamazov and, and Tillich right now. But I am starting to read Elaine de Baton. I love you, 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 you do know, you, you realize in the um, entirety of our, of our friendship that that is the first book that I've ever heard that you've read that is not like brain food. Uh, Brothers Karamazov? Yeah. It's brain food. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> but, it, but not like, you know, a psych novel. or oh, a, a no. psych, Not psych novel, but like a and psych I, textbook. <laughs> and I should, man. I really yeah. should. I do enjoy a good novel, but like there's just so much to learn out there. And I love I learning and I, I love the exercise on the brain. So uh, <laughs> those are the few things that I am reading right now. Sweet. I'm also reading Tillich. I'm reading uh, Dynamics Faith. Um, I'm also reading... Um, more Joseph Campbell. I've I've gotten into um, uh, some of his some of his work again. Uh, first time since college, so I've dipped into a little bit of that. Um, also, he led me um, to uh, Auto Rank. Mm. Yeah, so that's kind of one of his predecessors when it came to um, really like breaking down mythology and the different stories that um, have kind of been recycled through cultures across the planet sure over time which is very fascinating co very cool very cool really like eye-opening um and then what else have i been reading uh for fun i, I started uh brave new world by Ald aldous huxley that's good there you go yeah just for some you know like make me feel better about the fact that um i'm pretty sure that we're uh we're entering the big brother time now so <laughs> i think we've probably already been there <laughs> yeah for a while yep so um yeah that's that's kind of what I'm reading right now. So reading, reading some good stuff, man. Yeah, reading some good stuff. So over the course of two years, we have now interviewed. I can't remember how many guests, but a lot. Sixty some. Yeah, I think I think technically sixty-six. We put up sixty-seven. Sixty-seven tonight. However, we've actually interviewed more than sixty-seven guests. True. Whoa. Yeah. Really? Well, Brandon wasn't a numbered episode. Oh. And uh, so maybe sixty-eight. We had a couple like mishaps, like that didn't get released because yeah. of technical difficulties, like Dr. Ray Bryant. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so uh, right around seventy. We'll say seventy guests, <laughs> um, spanning 
psychology, um, you know, the different areas of science. We've had astrophysicists on. We've had a climate scientist. We've had musicians. We've had comedians. We've had um, obviously a, a gamut, a span the gamut of theology, psychologists. Yeah. So, uh, out of those guests, who were maybe a couple of the ones who you really like? We really just knocked off of your your wish list. Oh, the wish list. Yeah, wish list first, and then we'll go into um, who were some of the ones that that really just kind of caught you off guard and surprised you in a good way. Oh man! So, I think an important episode for me was breaking the echo chamber with Tim Keller. Yeah. It was just an important episode because it was like one thing that all of us, and I do mean this, all of us need to be careful of is hating where you came from. Right. We do it. We polarize ourselves. And then what you end up doing, man, is you end up carrying around hate and disdain for yourself, for a former version of yourself. Because as a very wise counselor once told me, right now, you are carrying around every previous version of yourself with you right now. You are the six-year-old John. You are the 10-year-old John. You're the 12, 18, you, you, all the way up to what, 38, something like that. Yeah. All of those people are with you. Yeah. Love them. Have compassion for them. That goes for the theological, philosophical versions of yourself as well and it was important for me to have a guy like tim keller on because i i still respect him you can still learn from him too. and i learn a ton from him absolutely and I, by the way he just had a great article that just came out about is the word evangelical dead in the light of like donald trump and roy moore in the new yorker whoa that just came out like yesterday and it's a good article like for him for what where he's coming from he's fair he's graceful he's not a jerk and he's really, really smart. Yeah. And so getting to talk to him about doubt and skepticism, big deal. Derek Webb, big deal. Big musical crush. Uh, going through a huge deconstruction of his own right now. Um, those, were, those were really big deals. I would say the ones that left indelible impressions on me that like they, they, they haunt you. Yeah. They stay with you. Mm -hmm. Jack Caputo. Oh, for sure. Walt Brueggemann. Yep. Uh, I mean, every one of the ones we've done with Pete Rollins and Alexander Shia. Yep. Um, getting to do NT Wright in person. Oh, boy. Getting to do Rob Bell in person. Our episode with Richard Rohr. I mean, I would say the Pauline Boss episode was probably one of the, the most important we've ever done. Agreed. So many, man. Re Art Green. Oh, gosh. I know I took yours. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. We can overlap. That's fine. <laughs> All right, lightning round, you go. Ooh. Episodes that just completely blew you away. Um, yeah, uh, Art Green definitely. Um, especially like I feel like we've just scratched the surface with him, so I'd Gotta love to have him, him back. back. Gotta have him back on. Wolpe too, dude. Wolpe, Wolpe, the like uh, Sumble and Samia from our our religious pluralism series just yes. opened my eyes. Yes. Um, Sumble. Oh my god, dude! Like just one of the sweetest kindest people i both of them um just could not have been kinder and, and just for for two dummies who just had no idea about um either of their respective religions just oh, so kind so good um 
Gosh, who else? Uh, Father James Martin was a big oh, one for me. Oh man, huge. Um, Diana Butler passed was one on my on my wish list. So like, she did not disappoint. Not um, at all. Big fan of hers. Pauline Boss, of course. Jeez. Um, gosh, going back to the the prior year, um, Caputo was just that one. Like, yeah, that one left me spinning after we got done talking to him. Um, Roar, of course, was like big big time number one on the dream list. Um, just people, yeah, people like that who, who you you talk to and they they don't even come with notes. They just sit down because yeah. they're just they're they're operating on a whole other level. They it's all internalized. They've got yeah. it all in there. You know, another one who who completely threw me off. Um, you know, on the list of like ones who just blew me away. Who I who I wasn't necessarily expecting. Um, at least in that that big a way was like Ted Delay. Oh, another big yes. one. Dude, and you know, he's become obviously a friend. Yeah. And man, the new episode that we're going to have with him. Whoo, spoiler alert. Holy cow. Yeah. Holy cow. That'll probably be episode number one coming out in 2018. Has to be. Let's just knock their socks off. Yeah. Let's just do that. Right out of the gate. Oh my gosh. And of course, like Pete Rollins and Alexander Shai, who like, I mean, to say that we owe them a debt of gratitude for um, what they've done for our podcast and and just... The conversations they always bring like fresh ideas and they just they just get and and love and understand what it is that we're trying to accomplish here and um are massive cogs they've been on multiple times each um yeah i mean i can't say enough about them so next question um obviously we we got into the habit those who have followed us long enough know that we didn't always use original music um, we had theme music that we had made for us uh, at the very, very beginning. Um, we'll have to bring that back for a special episode <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Still have it. Um, but we we use we use different bands and artists uh, every week. And uh, um, so, who out of out of the musicians that we use, I we'll stick to this year because I I can't even remember. Oh my gosh, dude! You have done just such. I gotta I gotta <laughs> brag on you again. I mean, we just with everything that this podcast accomplishes week after week john does so much of it (laughs) and finding you know getting permission because like you know for all of you aspiring podcasters out there don't just start using music make sure you get permission in writing yeah otherwise you're asking for pain later yeah john gets permission he he curates great songs so to answer your question i think one of the ones that I really enjoyed having on because it was meaningful for my relationship with you was Civil Twilight. Oh, yeah. Because that was the first show that we ever saw live. That's right. Yep. And it was so good. And we drank a bunch of beer and we had a really good time. <laughs> yeah. St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Oh, my gosh. Good gravy, Marie. Uh, oh, my gosh, man. Manchester Orchestra, Noah Gunderson, Civilian, obviously. Obviously. Uh, I thought Anchor and Braille was just off the chain. John Bryant, I don't even know where you found that dude, but he made me cry. His, yeah. He's got new music coming out soon, too, and I can't wait. That Tyson, guy's just a, su- a sweet, sweet guy, too. Tyson Motzenbacher. I mean, dude, you've knocked it out of the park. Oh, and that's just, just to name a few. I mean, you've expanded my palette of music, and I'm my own, your podcast <laughs> partner. So, how cool is that? <laughs> That's that's one of the, the the small joys I have like is is finding bands and like I don't I don't share them with Adam beforehand, so I, I edit the music in. Um, and there are certain ones where I know I've kind of figured out kind of Adam's like preference, you know. And so there's certain ones where I'm like, hey, sad, 
you're gonna like this <laughs> you know and i i just i get real excited to uh to share new stuff with you but i like sad music oh my gosh yeah i'm, I'm kind of the same way man like i think um Obviously, Manchester Orchestra, I think they put out one of the greatest records. Um, of 2017? Period. Heck yeah. Uh, with their new album this year. Black Mile of the Sun? Uh, surface? Black Mile of the Surface? Yeah, I think I think. Oh it's, gosh, it's so good. Incredible from start to finish. Start to finish. It's a masterpiece. Um, obviously, St. Paul and the Broken Bones was a huge one. Yep. Um, Civil Twilight, same reason. So good. Um, the band Owl um, is another big find for me. John Bryant like clearly like one of my new favorite artists so good tyson matzenbacher um fulfilling one of my childhood or my my youthful dreams project 86 of course oh, yeah of course and then one of my favorite moments in our in the history of our music um greta isaac oh yes holy crap holy yes i'm so glad you said that dude natalie have you seen her art on instagram yes she's incredible incredible so greta i know you're listening out there um it was an honor to be able to like it. She's she's a listener, and her producer reached out to us and said, "Hey, like, so if you're aspiring musicians, like, feel free to send us your music, please. We would um, love to feature your music. We've we found some really incredible artists that way. Um, but Greta's producer reached out and said, "Hey, she's a big fan of the show, and like, um, she's got some new music coming out. And you know, like, you don't always get awesome <laughs> music." So we listened to it, and Adam and I were both. We were sitting around drinking wine at your house, and we put it on your your stereo. I remember, and we were like, "Oh, whoa, holy cow, whoa!" So we couldn't wait to use it, and um, she's killing it over in England right now. Yeah, and, she is. Um, I keep telling her, I'm like, "You need to, you need to plan a North American tour." Mm-hmm. So make it happen, Greta. Come on, Greta. But uh, yeah. So okay. So like, we're you know running short on time here, but. Uh, last couple questions in the lightning round. Uh, new New Year, we're approaching the new year. So by by the time this comes out, we are almost in New Year's. We are almost finished with 2017. Good riddance. <laughs> um, it, was a long year. it was a long year. We had fun, but it's so much fun. But uh, there's some things in 2017 I'd like to forget. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. We got some. We got a couple shit burgers. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. So. Um, so 20, 2018, what, is, what does that look like for the Deconstructionist podcast? What are we working on? Obviously, we don't want to give out too many of the guests, although we've started recording some, some episodes already. Dude, the, you know what? The guests are just going to continue to be diverse and spectacular. I really, really want to do an episode on sexuality. Yes. Not as an answer, because there isn't one, right? but as a, uh, another way of engaging in that conversation um that could be helpful yes so i really want to i want to try to tackle that um yeah what other what other topics are we we kicking around oh man um i think that's that that's the one that's kind of burning you know for 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 me right now uh i want to i want to definitely tackle like what is it what, what does it mean when we talk about the idea of of church yeah like what is that and like what what are we talking about there i i want to get like tim Mackey from the bible project back on i want to i want to get some like nerdery like yeah. like into like some some stuff that's like people don't even know about. so like scripture series part two yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking like yeah. scripture series part two get some get some nerd stuff going on some you know some some really good juice 
for some people that they don't even know. But you know what? 2018 to me, man, is the incarnation. It's I want to. I want flesh and blood. I want to. I want to hug people. I yeah. want. I want to meet listeners. I want to meet our fellow deconstruction posse gang, fellow people out there. So what does that mean? Adam? Hug them. Smell them. <laughs> imbibe with them what what does that mean adam <laughs> it's gonna mean some kinds of live events that honestly we've been so busy lately we've not had time to ideate like we wanted to but 2018 it's gonna freaking happen yep so we're looking at uh we're looking at doing some live events so i know there are people out there who we've we've kind of put this out into the universe before and people are like yeah like we we we'd, we'd be down for something like that so what are ways that you guys can help? What are ways that people can help, Adam? Like, what, what are ways that they can help make that happen in their neighborhood? When, when we announce some places that we already have, like what would be like, you know, uh, you know a target-rich <laughs> environment, you know, where, where we have plenty of people that would come out and support, help us. Help us gather, a, a, not a crowd, help us gather a community of people that are going to meet to encourage each other. Right. That, Cause that's what it really comes down to. Um, and we need help with that. We need help spreading the word. We need help, you know, hyping it up and, and, and making it something that people want to come out to. Um, not something that John and I are doing to, to make a dime. We, we could care less. No, we just want to get out and meet you guys. Yeah. So like at this point, like Adam said, um, we're, we're starting to look, we're in the very, very, very initial stages of looking at cities that, that we feel like hopefully that we can support a live event. So, um, so the best thing that you guys can do, if you guys want us to come to a place near you is continue to, uh, spread by word of mouth, like tell as many people in your community as you can about, um, our show. Cause we can see that we can see where you guys are listening in, in the highest concentration. So continue to like help get the word out. And that's, that's, what's going to help. Um, draw us near to to where you live. Yes. And then like Adam said, like once we schedule an event, um, you know, just just continue to get the word out and like bring as many of your friends as you can. Um, and we will do our best to make sure that is um a, a fun night, um, a night that's worthwhile, um, and and one that's memorable, hopefully for everybody. So dude, you know what? Honestly, like we're we're so American and consumeristic that um Everything always needs to be epic and awesome. Do you know what's going to be awesome? And if you're listening and you really buy into what you're doing, this what I'm about to say is going to resonate with you. What is going to be awesome is seeing other people, talking with other people, being with other people that want to have these types of conversations that aren't going to look like you. They're not going to be like you. And being around them let me tell you something. Almost any amount of money is going to be worth the electricity that you're going to feel being in a group, in a room, on a night with a whole bunch of people that want to have these conversations and think this whole thing actually matters. Not our podcast. I could give a crap. Like, what this all is actually tapping into that's way beyond it. Does that make sense? Totally. That's what these nights are going to be about. It has nothing to do with like putting out some huge production. No. Literally not interested. We'll probably talk a little bit. Maybe we'll have a little bit of music. But the point 
is to get a glass in your hand and see other people that are like you and not like you. Yeah. That's a big deal. I mean, for those of you who keep emailing us and asking us like, hey, I live in Austin, Texas or, um, you know, Atlanta, Georgia, wherever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like, where can I connect with other people in my community? That's what these events will be about. We don't know. Yeah. But if we can leave town knowing that we, we, we brought together a bunch of different people from that area who now can connect with one another and continue after we leave, that is the goal. Yep. So, so stay tuned. We're still working on it. 2018 is going to be beautiful, man. Um, yeah. Patreon. Oh man. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, obviously like we just started this year, partway through 2017. Um, we, at this point are working on some new packages, some new fun things. Obviously a lot of you guys like the book club. Um, we'll continue to do that, but we want to, um, bring some new fresh, uh, packages, um, to our Patreon campaign. So, um, if you can, um, you know, join at any level, um, thank you in advance. Um, if you can't, like, honestly, that's fine. Like, we're not in this to 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 be rich or <laughs> like make a ton of money. Don't care. Do not care at all. Um, the we only just, thing that we care about we is just want to connect with you guys. Yeah, that you guys can connect and that you guys um, get something out of this. Um, so, um, if you can, great. If you can't, that's fine. Um, uh, but we'll we'll continue. Just know we'll continue to work hard to bring different packages to the campaign. And uh, other than that. Um, our blog is kind of a new thing this year too that we started. So yep. Yep. we'll continue to write and we'll continue to try to bring on guest bloggers too. So yep. check it out under our journal on www.thedeconstructionist.com. And, and that's definitely something that we plan on um, putting a lot of time and effort into in 2018 and continuing to, uh, to bring you more content that way. So um, I'm really happy right now. Yeah. We're both sleepy too. So <laughs> sleepy and happy. I'm really happy. <laughs> come a long way and so many of you are with us um even if it's just sporadically just kind of checking in yeah that's Um, okay yeah that's good it's all right we love you guys yeah we appreciate each and every one of you and um merry christmas merry christmas happy new year yeah happy new year happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa festivus let's not forget festivus festivus i saw you got the pole outside (laughs) next is the airing of grievances yeah i got a lot of problems with you people Hey, look, like whatever, whatever you're celebrating, because we know that not all of our listeners happen to happen to identify with Christianity. That's fine. Um, we're just happy that you're here. We're happy that you're you're engaging in this and that you're you're open to, to listening to the ideas that we bring on board. So thank you guys so much. Um, happy, merry, whatever. <laughs> happy New Year. How about just lots of love to to all of you guys and uh, a lot of respect for where you guys are all at. Yes. We can't wait to hug you guys, each and every one of you, in 2018. Free hugs. Free hugs for everybody. Free hugs. For now, we are your hosts. I am Adam Narlock. And I'm John Williamson. Grace and peace, and Happy New Year, everybody. Keep deconstructing. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.